0: Welcome to Soul Forum. I'm Dan Center. And I'm April Bell. And together, we co-host a series of conversations and reflections that explore the unfolding search for that sense of soul, the way folks from all walks of life stumble into or construct or give shape to what they describe as their most authentic self or their spiritual sense of things or their own wisdom path.
1: What I really love about this introductory series that we call In Search of Soul is the diverse ways in which the folks we interview describe how they awaken to all of this in their own lives. From the college student to the 87-year-old environmental activist, married couples, those in mid-career, every story and reflection opens up some new window in how we might all find our way into an experience of our own individual or collective
0: soul. Episodes include my reflections on the conversations that integrate insights from poets and theologians, philosophers, and even my 35 years of experience working with all sorts of folks in search of a worthy spiritual path.
1: And I am honored as the founder of a storytelling and wisdom keeping project to spend time with each of them to allow their life story to help give you a sense of how every moment of life can draw you into your own sense of
0: soul. Soul, it's that integrative force that so many experience as a guiding principle or an orienting force in their lives. So give yourself a moment to journey a little deeper into the human experience. Welcome to Soul Forum.
1: Today I'm speaking to Cole, the 22-year-old Dan met with a few weeks ago as contrast to his interview with Papa John. Cole and I got to dig a little deeper into the ways we each consciously and intuitively are guided along our soul's journey. So yeah, Cole, thanks for meeting me today.
2: Of course. Yeah.
1: After I heard your interview with Dan, I was really interested in having a chat with you about some of the things that you guys have talked about. And one of the things that I really love about doing this podcast series is that in the work that I do with video interviews and documentaries is that I mostly work with older people and that's just you know kind of the lens that people put that through although I've really been interested in talking to people from all ages so like in I don't know 2010 I interviewed a 23 year old and the wisdom that came out of his interview was amazing Um, so yeah so I'm really excited to be here with you because you're on the, the younger side of the spectrum
2: well, I must say first it's a very grandiose you know, mission that you're doing to kind of capture the different age groups whether it's 20s and 30s all the way to geriatrical ages of, of 70, 80, 90s. I mean that's, that's very impressive and it's very cool work in that you get to kind of document people's lives and compare them and contrast them and people can see well this resonated with me, this didn't resonate with me. Um, it doesn't matter what age you are, you can be any age.
1: Right. Yeah, and that's what I, yeah. you know, I just like find in my real life that yeah. you know, we we can um learning gain things from
2: yeah. anyone. You can learn something from a child.
1: Mm-hmm. You can
2: learn something from a child to someone who's, you know, maybe only has a week left to live. It doesn't matter, it never stops. And I think that's mm-hmm. really fascinating too to be able to capture that because there's a lot of wisdom that doesn't you kind of it's like lost to lost to the past too. Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah, and also yeah. some um, lessons that I've learned along the way too is like having you know judgments around somebody's level of intelligence or whatever and then them you know imparting this like profound learning on me and I'm like oh wow like you really need to yeah watch sometimes yourself. yeah like
2: it, it can you can be in the most random places and you can just encounter people like it's easy to stereotype people but then they they say something so wise and so simple it's like oh well maybe I You know, maybe I really need to rethink, you know, before I say something or think something because you just don't know. I mean, the Mm -hmm. the person that you find while you're out hiking in the middle of the woods, you know, they might have some, offer something that you never would have thought. Mm
1: -hmm. Exactly. I love those people I'm bumped into in the woods. (laughs) When you talked to Dan, you spoke about a quote from Thoreau about living in the seasons of life. And um, when I was your age, I, I read a quote and it was choose your path not for the prize at the end but for the way you feel walking down it and like i really took that on like it hit me and i took it on and i've used that sort of as a guidepost through the whole course of my life and and i haven't regretted that choice and so like i guess one of the assumptions that i make is i take the um you know, like I don't know the views and opinions of younger people for granted but then I look back at you know myself when I was in my 20s and and, and like there was a lot of things that you know I am who I am and I, I was that person back then and and some of the the, the the guideposts and the pathways that I chose even back then that I knew worked for me it's run true like that's that's the case so i was just curious like for you like some of the guideposts that you have in your life
2: Right. The guideposts for me have been um, adults who resonate with my passions and my kind of interests um, beyond just simply like oh I like football so I'm gonna hang out with the guy who likes football. It's more like I enjoy X Y Z so I'm going to actively pursue people in the field of X Y Z and ask them and and. Mm. Um, It sounds like you've been gifted with you know the ability to not really be stifled by choice choice for a lot of people is very hard Um, Choosing to take the safer route choosing to take the scary route, choosing to take the better or worse whatever that even means like a lot of people feel very paralyzed and I think you know You're saying like I I read that quote, and I never looked back That's a pretty rare thing to do not a lot of people can can just jump on a path and never look back I mean a lot of people Doubt their you know. Doubt what they've made. You know, people are in the world of in which there's so much pressure and there's a lot of fear about. You know, am I doing this right? It's easy to get caught up and kind of paralyzed in. You know, what what did I do? Did I do it right? And um, obviously, we're seeing a lot of people experiencing such existential crises in the in the day and age we live in. But what um, what it could stem from is what you're talking about. Guideposts is that. Um, the, the fundamental role of like a leader and a, and a mentor in one's life, I mean I guess that's kind of a rare thing. I mm-hmm. guess like mentorship and, and leadership. That's kind of a rare thing. I think <clears throat> We're kind of in a place and time and where It's kind of a fend-for-yourself situation in terms of like Life can sometimes feel very you're on your own, which is not the case of course, but um I think the more we partake in a kind of general shareability of like our common existence, it makes us all feel like we're more together. And then the more together we feel, we feel like we don't have to be, you know, we don't have to be alone. Like the guideposts of mentors and and leaders and other individuals are just like you and I. Just Mm -hmm. some people were successful in ways that they made things work for the time, and they and they. Did and um, I think younger people look up to those who are successful for help, but also because we want to be like someone else, too. I mean, we all want to be like someone, and for me at least, I want to be like someone who embodies what I like and what I embody. And mm-hmm. um, in order to grow as a person, I think we all conceptually have these archetypes of individuals in our mind, whether it be the you know Beverly Hills wife or maybe it's um Hillary Clinton whatever it is or or Barack Obama like whatever it is these these people we have these archetypes of our um individuals who we strive to be and I think those on a more local scale whether it be a professor a family friend or even you know the grander scale a you know politician or even you know I don't know a writer it could be whatever that is kind of the guideposts to a certain extent of what drives us I think
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so who do you admire
2: um, for me I think I really admire there is this um, I don't know exactly what his title is he's a a muscle therapist mm-hmm. and he wrote a book called the four Way, four seasons of life and um, I met with him I think it was two years ago um, at a point in my life where I you know was seeking you know his help but um, having grown the last couple of years and having looked back He kind of embodies everything that I like. Mm -hmm. You know, he is someone who's actively striving to help other people. He's actively striving to be a better person every day. Um, He cares a great. He has a great deal of responsibility for others and for himself. And um, he works as hard as he can, and he plays as hard as he can too. And and people respect him for that. People look up to him. People seek him out. And I—that's everything I like about. What it means to be, you know, me and
1: mm-hmm.
2: that guy, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I always think about him like. So this might be helpful for your idea of guideposts. Whenever I am at kind of a point in my life where I'm like, huh, like what, what. What what do I do here? And and in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, what would Toby do? What would he do in this situation? What would he, what would he decide? And I think that has always rung true for me mm-hmm. in kind of the back of my mind, and. Granted, this is not even a a family member. This is just a guy who I resonate with much, so much, and respect him so much that I take his, you know, wisdom into consideration when I make decisions. And I think that speaks for my guidepost. I guess to fully answer your question, that is my sort of guidepost.
1: So, you know, from my perspective, I would say that, you know, that's one. He's one of your mentors, and it sounds like he's like, you know, yeah. I mean, a key mentor for you at this at this point in your life. Were you seeking a mentor, or you you met him and you're just like, wow, this guy's got life figured out the way I want to figure it out? It just
2: completely just came across my life, and I think that's what made it so beautiful too. Is that mm-hmm. obviously I'm under the impression that the best things that happen to us happen randomly. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't you don't expect them, um, and it just it just came across as you know a friend of mine. You know, recommended I go talk to him, and I did, and I was totally kind of just. It's one of those things where it's not, I don't want to use the term divine, but it was more just like in terms of destiny and reference to destiny Mm -hmm. and fate. It Mm -hmm. definitely felt like, you know, I just was fated to meet this guy and, Mm -hmm. um, and he gave me his book and was like, you know, you're off on your way. And it was such a, I didn't meet with him very much. I think it was only two times, but that's all it took for him to instill in me the the faith that I needed. I had, I had all that I needed. Yep and that's all it that's all it took um and so that was so fundamentally life changing in terms mm-hmm. of you know this is this is you know stop the ifs stop the buts this is it mm-hmm. this is all you need and um well, i guess it helped me get out of the quicksand i should say help me pull me out of kind of the quicksand of of self doubt and um a general feeling of just being lost i suppose you know Interesting.
1: yeah yeah well yeah so there's what there's a couple of things so, uh, one of the sayings, when the student is ready, the teacher right. will arrive. And then the other one is, you know, I'm asking you, like, oh, is he one of your mentors? Do you seek out mentors. And, and so, one of the things that I find is really interesting about life is like, you know, we can meet someone even for five minutes and they can totally change our life. Or you could have a lifelong mentor that, you know, guides you all along the way. So, you know, again, for me, that, that's been a learning of, of not, discounting that I don't know it's like a sacred moment right like this person walks in the blinders come off and then it's like wow I'm on to the next level of my life
2: yeah I completely agree I think there's been pivotal people that I've met in my life whether it's a girlfriend whether it's a teacher whether it's a a friend whether it's a professor a, a healer these people like you're saying it's it's um they come in your life at the right time and they they give you something that's more than just a friendship. They give you a lesson that you would never have learned had it not been you met them. Mm-hmm. Um, so like one of the things that I've always been so curious about is like what's what is it better to be you know known for? Is it better to be known that you impacted this person's life because you were really nice, or is it mm. okay? Maybe you're you're very you're a very caring, empathetic person. Fine, but would you rather be known as that or someone who made a difference in someone's life? Mm-hmm. That made them realize something about themselves they wouldn't have known otherwise. Mm-hmm. And so you have these two dichotomies of like, well, maybe you're a very empathic person, you're very caring, you're very sweet, great qualities as a person, but does that hold the same amount of weight as someone who maybe holds a mirror up to someone else's life and says, what can you do differently? Mm-hmm. Or what can you change? What can you do that mm-hmm. is going to change your life for the better? Mm-hmm. And, um, that's a rare thing, um, but I think that's speaking to what you're talking mm-hmm. about.
1: Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah, and that's yeah. right. And so then that's that takes courage to speak to somebody, to give that kind of feedback. It it does take like kindness and empathy yeah. and courage. Um, but you're right. It doesn't it doesn't happen that often and when it does it's such a gift
2: and it won't always make you friends i mean so say you're on the side of (laughs) you know reflecting towards someone else you may not that person may not like the fact that you're pointing out something then that needs to change but it really comes down to would you rather be known as a really nice person who's just there or someone who actively was trying to make a change yeah
1: yeah Yeah. kind of like yeah honest because i'll
2: yeah i'll tell you like the people who had a lot of impact on me I may not like them very much now, or maybe mm-hmm. I do like them a lot, but it doesn't, either way, they kind of showed me things about myself that, that needed to be seen, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Um, the truth run through. Right. <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about intuition.
2: Yeah. Intuition, oh, I mean, to be intuitive, um, I would say, is to be someone who perceives at a very high level Mm -hmm. someone who's intuitive can can pick up on things Mm -hmm. radiates at a higher energy level if you'd like to use that kind Mm -hmm. of phrase um Mm -hmm. picks up on things that normal normally things people wouldn't really notice Um, intuition I also think has a lot to do with feeling not just thinking um Mm -hmm. perception you know with your senses is is a big part of it but also Feeling in terms of feeling, whether it's um, feeling your own body, feeling the body of someone else, feeling the energy in a room, feeling the um, energy of a situation. Intuition, I think, is about being a very perceptively sensitive person, if that's a w- mm-hmm. real phrase, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, intuition can also mm-hmm. be kind of like being a very emotionally aware person, being a very mm-hmm. emotionally intelligent person. I think. There's something to be said about intuition for that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always been under the impression that intuition was something that had a lot to just do with fundamentally being very thoughtful and being very um, aware. So I guess I'd, I'd boil it down to those two core tenets.
1: So then, how has intuition shown up for you in your life?
2: Yeah. For me, I mean, I'm an extremely, extremely thoughtful person. It gets me in trouble sometimes. I won't be the first one to say that. Um, I mm-hmm. just overthink and think a lot about the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does, you know, I, I definitely can stir myself up in, in some vicious cycles and, and create some rabbit holes that I get stuck in, mm-hmm. in terms of just thinking about too much. But regardless, intuition for me has been a combination of like being very aware about myself. Being very aware about the world and being aware, very aware about others, and you know whether it's the community, my friend group, my parents, my family. Being very intuitive means being very sensitive to Mm -hmm. everything that's going on and taking everything into consideration when thinking about things. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether it's you know um, my own path, the path of a brother, the path of a parent, the um, the relationship between a parent and a and a sibling, or all those things i guess my intuition to me means being thoughtful about perspectives thoughtful about actions thoughtful about how everything interplays with itself and picking up on things that maybe people don't know how to say so mm-hmm. what i mean is like when you know an intuitive person can read when someone's visually upset or can mm-hmm. you know pick up when something's going on that maybe someone or something can't express, you know. Um intuition is like putting words in the mouth of a dog when it's hurt mm-hmm. but doesn't know how to say it. That mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. I kind of see as intuition too is um naming something that is just a feeling too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, if a loved one's hurting mentally, physically, whatever, an intuitive person knows how to put words to that and kind of pick up on that whereas a less intuitive person. I don't think an, intuition is definitely a scale. It's kind of mm-hmm. like the not. Oh, like, yeah. It's not. It's not all or nothing. So some people just kind of can pick up on things really well, and some people can't at all. And um, so, so I suppose that's, I guess, a little bit. What?
1: Well, okay. So, but let me ask you this. So I have been accused as well all my life of thinking too much. Yeah. I enjoy being a deep thinker, but yeah. It, but yeah, it'll get you in trouble, and it can yeah. be a problem, right? And so. Yeah. And I also have, um, have experienced my own tuition throughout my life. And before I learned to trust it, I would actually think my way out of listening to it. Yeah. So that was where thinking too much got in the way. So is that,
2: yeah. So, well, that's funny you said that. So you said, you just said, um, I wanted to resist my intuition. Um,
1: well, my thinking mind wanted to, me to resist my intuition. <laughs> right.
2: When I think about you know levels of like consciousness, and I think about you know our our own volition in terms of our consciousness, I think that on a deeper level, our intuition kind of hums at this energy that is more in tune with like mm. who we are meant to be and and who we are. In a way, our, our fate, like our intuition, kind of hums at a level that has to do with our just core, fundamental soul. Mm-hmm. Whereas our thinking self and and um, observing self are more static, and our thinking self is is a little bit deeper than the the observable self. But regardless, um, intuition kind of plays. You know, it comes. People say we say you know your gut feeling, going with your gut. I think when you, people say going with your gut and you're talking about intuition, you're talking about going along with, with fate, going along with destiny, kind of going along with who you're meant to be as an individual. You know, people say like I'm running from my life or I'm running from fate. I think that has mm-hmm. to do with you're kind of running from your intuition, you're running from yourself, you're running from your soul, um, and I think it kind of just stems from personal conflict that creates a divide between your intuition and your thinking, observing selves, your daily self, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, well, and then also I think that ties back to what you were saying about the person that had influenced you, Toby, from whatever he imparted right. on you or his book imparted on you, right. you're like, I'm not going to doubt myself anymore.
2: I think it gave me, it more like gave me a kick in the butt, because yeah. I won't say I would don't doubt myself, but I think it kind of gave me a kick in the butt to like, What are you doing like why are you waiting any longer let's go like it was kind of just like um, you know here's here's some things to live by Mm -hmm. and just go and Mm kind of just and do it
1: well so then would you say that you view your intuition as as keeping you on your soul's plan on
2: the yeah I think at many points in my recent life I think I've wanted to Resist myself, and what, what you're talking about, kind of resist, mm-hmm. like, you know, what you know, whether it's as simple as a, why can't it be easier? Why, why can't I just do this? Or why am I, why am I destined for this? Or you know, why, why, why? When when you kind of at, when you notice yourself, the thinking self saying why, why, why? I think that's when you kind of say like, what am I, what am I running from? And like, because your intuition, I don't want to say it's always right or always wrong, because who knows what right or wrong means in in terms of. Mm-hmm in terms of your soul I mean I I, I don't have an answer for that but
1: um well no yeah this sounds like guidance right
2: right guidance uh, yeah we all whenever we're doing an activity playing a sport when you're kind of in the flow of life and you're in that mindful zone that to me is kind of the embodiment of like living mindfully living with living in tune with the energy around you Mm -hmm. I, I did a lot of like work with um a spiritual healer for you know the last couple of years, and I you know it kind of opened my eyes to a lot about like what what is energy, what does that even mean. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a, a Reiki master, and so I kind of was like opened my eyes to kind of what what that was about, and I think it's it's very fascinating to kind of delve into that and and learn all about that because there's there's a lot of very valid things there, and and
1: um, where were the what are the main takeaways for you? What are
2: the the main takeaways? I'll say is that our bodies have a tremendous amount of kind of power to tell us what's going on in our life. So, like they say that trauma and pain is stored in our body. I completely believe that. I think that a lot of the pain we experience, the suffering we experience, is all kind of held in our, our literal fibers of our body. So. I guess we tie that in with intuition. so your gut has all these nerve endings, has the, the most serotonin in our body. that your gut in conjunction with your body's kind of system, it, the you know the energy in your body, that is all needs to be in alignment with your mind. I mean it's all connected. So whether or not you believe it, like your body's connected to your gut, your gut's connected to your mind, it's all connected. and I think that taking care of your body is so important because your body holds um, It holds everything. It holds. It holds memory. It holds feelings. It holds a lot.
1: Mm -hmm. Have you ever had an experience yourself where your thoughts or feelings or state of stressfulness have shown up in your body?
2: Yeah, I think for me, like, well, just you know, with anxiety and struggling with anxieties, um, you know, just noticing the kind of disarray, whether it's you know, your you know stomach or you know maybe tightness and and stress in your body is a complete manifestation of what's going on in your mind and you know my original plan for life like which is hilarious to say because i'm 22 but when i was in high school i was like oh you know i'm gonna i'm gonna be a successful you know um wealthy individual who's you know very thoughtful and i'm, I'm gonna you know go to a four-year uni- four university and make a lot of money make a lot of money after and my life would be sad and I think um, when I you know experienced you know some mental illness and, and had my struggles, what came up for me was this is not what I was meant to do and I kind mm-hmm. of like started to clash like I wasn't meant to do that mm-hmm. and then I started to feel like so I, I interned at um, a wealth management Mm -hmm. for for a summer and I just discovered I was like this just isn't for me Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. people there were like wow you should be a therapist I'm like well (laughs) that's kind (laughs) of like what I'm doing like I'm not it it just there's nothing wrong with it it just wasn't for me no right it it wasn't yeah and I think I just I started to question like you know like in in terms of like my intuition like oh like I really know I'm meant to be a healer and like I guess I kind of just knew like my intuition was telling me like you're supposed to be a healer not do these other things and I think there was kind of that like like you're going back to like when you were saying you were resisting your intuition for me I was like well what if I don't want to do this like what if what if there's something else it's like but I always came back to this and so even today as I'm applying to graduate schools it's always coming back to this. And it's always coming back to this, like, this is what I meant to do. Uh-huh, um,
1: so what were you originally um, studying finance?
2: Well, I was originally kind of thinking I was going to go into finance and, uh-huh. and wanting to do that. And um, that was going to just, like, I wanted to do that because I wanted to just make a lot of money and I wanted to, like, live a comfortable life. And and that made a lot of sense because what 18-year-old didn't want to do that? I mean, yeah. um, but I think after being enrolled in the School of Life as someone once told me, I kind (laughs) of realized that life was going to be about helping others, it was going to be about contributing something more than just myself. And so for that, um, that's when I feel like my intuition, my kind of like authentic self kicked in. In humanistic uh, psychology we talk about like authentic self. and um, Being authentic to yourself means following your gut, following your heart. being aligned, being in alignment with your values, and I never, I didn't know what purpose and meaning meant. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that what what was what was fun and what was entertaining was the way to go. And then I kind of discovered, like, wait, there's meaning that's deeper than just pleasure. And that's when I started to like question, like, my wants and needs and beliefs and values was like after you know experiencing. Anxiety, and after experiencing a lot of struggles with anxiety, I was like, "Well, what is like really meaningful to me?" And like, you know, I talk about being a deep thinker. The line between thinking and, and anxiety, and the line between thinking and being thoughtful, is so thin. The the you know, you constantly find yourself, you know, becoming so anxious and worked up because you're thinking so much, or you find yourself thinking about beautiful things. The line it could change in a heartbeat. I guess I was op- I op- opened so many doors to start thinking about the world in ways that I never had before, and. Obviously, it wasn't a pretty way to do it. It wasn't a fun way. It wasn't like, oh, let's go, let's go think about the world because I'm so worried and anxious about it. But um, did, did
1: you have like a total breakdown? Total,
2: you know. I I always say mental breakdown, spiritual awakening.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, because you can't have one without the other. So, yeah. you know, in terms of like spiritual awakening, um, what do I want? What did I What did I want? And I think that's when I kind of did realize like, oh, like. I'm gonna be more than just an individual who is contributing himself. I'm gonna contribute myself for others. Mm-hmm. So that's when I think about um, life events, following my intuition. You know, certainly not. You know, feeling very lost, feeling like like I-, I thought that I was just gonna do this, everything was gonna be fine. But really breaking it down and saying, well, maybe this was a blessing in disguise, and maybe I didn't mm-hmm. want to do that. Maybe that wasn't what was meant for me. And when I talk about intuition today. That's what I mean with being in tune with the universe. That's what I mean is like following your gut, following your heart with everything. Um, I use the quote living in the seasons because every season is different and every season from last season, from last year's seasons is different than this year's seasons in that you don't know what's gonna happen The season. This season might be a drought. Last year was really plenty plenty rain, metaphorically, but um, so, It's like a continuation of just taking what you learn and putting it to work and putting it to use and and, um, now like as I wrap up my undergraduate degree and I'm like, I feel really blessed to know exactly what I want to do, at least for now know what I want to do, who knows in 10 years, but for now I, I feel really confident with what I'm doing and yes, it wasn't necessarily a fun time to find that out.
1: So what are you studying now?
2: So I'm studying philosophy and, and psychology at St. Mary's, and I'll, I'll be graduating, and um, I'm hoping to go get my doctorate in psychology, Nice. and my goal would be to open up a um, clinical office focusing on integrating Eastern and Western um, techniques of healing, mm-hmm. because, you know, I, I, we really can't have one without the other.
1: Mm-hmm. So. Well thank you yeah. for being here today, it's been great talking to you.
2: Oh, this is pretty cool.
1: Thanks for being part of these first three episodes of Soul Forum. We hope you got something out of these last three conversations. And Dan and I thought that we would take some time to talk about our reflections.
0: Thanks, April. It's, it's awesome to sit down here with you and just have this conversation. I, I, as I was thinking about the, um, the multiple episodes, both the interview and then your great conversations with both Cole and John, it started to kind of shake, for me anyway, some of the ways in which I've thought about how I drive my own spiritual path or my own soul's journey. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes I think that I have all the agency, right? That I somehow make it work, make it happen, and even pressure myself to improve it as I go along, right? So that's sort of always in the back of my head. But in conversation with both of them, they both, I think articulated that it's more of a of a slow, almost to Cole's point, like seasonal integrative journey that you don't necessarily drive as much as you sort of participate in or collaborate with. And I and it just takes some of the pressure off of I think some of the way in which I'm I'm constantly driving, and maybe other people too, thinking, you know, I've gotta, I've gotta do self-improvement, I have got to have got to do self improvement i got to do this, I gotta do that, I gotta do this. But it, there, there is something going on all the time. And it feels like it's sometimes taking place on the other side of that thin veil, right? It's not the veil that you manage in your conscious self, but there's something going on at a deeper level. And I got that out of both of them as they kind of described the arc of their own journey and the way in which insights emerged for them along the way that they hadn't anticipated. And then they found language and expression for them, and there they have it, right? Mm-hmm. They find some... Mm-hmm some space to be for now Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's forever but for certainly for now I just thought that was super helpful for my vantage point um, as someone who does this all the time how about you what did you what were some of the thoughts you had about it
1: yeah I mean I kind of I think I had a similar experience my approach to life is you know sort of fast and can be frenetic sometimes Mm -hmm. and I've taught myself over the years to kind of slow down and be present and be in the moment and Sometimes I'm great at it, and other times I really have to work at it. And the kind of the way that I frame it for myself is like being in the flow of life. Mm. So when I when I'm consciously in the flow, you know, I, I allow moments to unfold and I allow myself to be a curious participant mm, as opposed great, to, yeah. yeah, you know, like driving and controlling everything. Yeah. And I, I look back to my own journey and, you know, as time goes by, just become like more gentle with myself yeah, in yeah. regards to like, oh, there's my ego again yeah. than I, then I was when I was younger. You know, time and again, I see like some of the ways that really work for me to live a peaceful and joyful life are quite simple. But they're not easy. Yeah, that's and, a good way. Yeah, yeah, and I just need to, you know, remind myself of that. And so having conversations, like we did with John and Cole, really presents that for me in a beautiful way. Because then I couldn't just say, oh well, you know, John's 87 years old, so that's just the wisdom of of living a long, long life. Whereas you know, Cole too was able to slow himself down and and then i was like oh yeah you know i did have that awareness in my 20s too it was just also combined with a lot of pressure Mm. that i put on myself Yeah. so yeah
0: no that's those are awesome insights i think and i love too there's there was a certain playfulness to the way in which stuff shows up right papa john's description of waiting for a table at a restaurant and getting in a conversation and then the the way in which that conversation mm-hmm. affected somebody and then he experiences the the bond of that effect and how much that awakened him to his need for connection you know these sort of yeah. magical moments along the way just reminds me to just let life play with you a bit right and right, so yeah. you don't always have to be the one in the driver's seat all the time that was awesome yeah so well we're going to shift gears a little bit in the next episode in that well i think there's a certain spontaneity to the spiritual path, sometimes that we saw in both of those lives and probably will continue in both those lives. There's also the ways in which people integrate kind of ritual or traditions that they grew up with, these sort of mm-hmm. patterns of behavior mm-hmm. that they find um, as they repeat them, they open up something that they can't otherwise access. And so next week when we get together with Bob and Joan, they will both kind of reflect on a kind of a different approach to spirituality, sort of how they do it through their uh, commitment to um, ritual and to tradition. And then I'll spend some time thinking about what are ways in which we can maybe think of how to construct rituals for our time. So join us uh, for next week on Soul Forum for that.
1: Thank you for being a part of Soul Forum. We hope that you're enjoying these conversations as much as we are.
0: We are excited to have you as we continue to kind of journey ever deeper into this conversation about um, how we both look and search for soul and manifested in our own lives.
1: Yeah, we'll journey together. This episode of Soul Forum has been brought to you by Storycatcher for iPhone, a fun and simple tool that helps you create shareable keepsake video stories. Be the documentarian in your circles. Find Storycatcher, spelt as all one word, on the Apple App Store. You may attend Soul Forum Live each Sunday morning at Creekside Commons in Lafayette, California. The 30-minute presentation is also live-streamed via YouTube and Facebook, where people interact via the chat. After the live stream is complete, for those gathering in person, we then enter into a non-recorded group discussion on the day's topic. We'd love for you to join us for Soul Forum.